Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 3, Episode 13, titled Grand Finale. <laughs> Thank God. My name's Joe <laughs> Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one belligerent co-host from show business. Please say hello, hello, hello. I didn't pull the clip. To Adam Salandra. Hello, Adam Salandra from show business. Hi, Joe. This is extremely exciting. It's been a long time coming, baby. It is. I was actually thinking, like, this is a very long season, and the recap lasted longer than the season. And that's saying something. Yeah. Um, How are you? We're we're even closer to your wedding. When we started this, man, your (laughs) wedding was just a twinkle in the eye of your fiancé, right? It really was. But now, here we are. We're only a couple of weeks away, correct? Three weeks away? What is it? What is it now? Yeah, three weeks. Thank you all for coming on this journey. Of course, you'll never hear about my wedding unless you watch or listen to All Star 6 recap. Why? You're never coming back to that. You already told us. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Well, I'll text you about it and you can tell everyone. Oh, that's good. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is episode 13. What's the date today? 22nd. Oh my God. So July 22nd, everybody. This is what you, do you ever have this feeling? This is what I have right now. July 22nd, 2021. Have you ever had it where you're like, I think it's somebody's birthday today, right? And that's how I felt all day today. I think it's somebody's birthday today, and I can't remember who. And I feel like that person's really mad at me because I don't remember their birthday. If it's your birthday, I'm sorry. He knew in his heart. The only Mm -hmm. reason I stay on Facebook is because of the birthday reminders. Because every now and then it's someone that I'm supposed to know and I don't. And so Mm -hmm. I check that daily and then I get off there. Well, I have the opposite problem where at one time in 2008, I put in my (laughs) iPhone somebody's birthday. I'm like, I haven't even spoken to that person in 13 years why are they? Am I still getting birthday reminders from them? And then also at the time, I didn't put how old they were, you know. Yeah. So it says, you know, like uh, Lola Falana is thirteen years old today, or something like that, right? And I'm like, oh. no, she's not. The bitch is like fifty eight, you know. <laughs> but uh, time flies. Yeah. But uh, anyway, how are you, Adam Salandra? You have your very cute gay boy haircut today. You have a tank top on, um, and and I'm tan. We did a we did a trial spray tan. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you might not have noticed I'm tan because I'm usually so white that this just looks healthy. Yeah, I think you're tan. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's fine. That's what I that was the that was the point. And you did the whole body tanked. What the whole body tanned? Yes, like booty. Like uh, this time, no, because I did. Uh, usually, I do if I do a booth, but this is um, a human with a hose, and mm-hmm. she was not interested in seeing me naked. I guess she said, "Keep my underwear on." So, but what if you wore like a tiny little g-string or that? What would you rather have? What? what a tiny little thing? g-string line or a whole underwear thing? Um, you know, no one gets to see the the tan line except one very special man who wouldn't even notice at this point in our lives. So. I, I doesn't matter. I don't care, but I'd like, it's actually nice to see the tan line because it shows me how tan I actually got. Mm-hmm. There's proof yeah. in my pudding. Now, how much, I don't know. I've never done this. How much does a spray tan cost? The one you got? I was going to say, I can only say what I got and it was 50. Oh, that's not bad at all. I, I agreed. Was, I thought you were going to say two or 300. 
I, I was shocked, especially this was in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. And the booth that I did last time was 35. So only 15 more for the real deal was shocking. I'm very, very happy. Now the booth and there was a the, buy one, get one. Oh, the, and who got the other one? Your husband, your boyfriend, your husband, your fiance, whatever he's called? No, this was my test. I got the other one when I, when I, before the wedding. Oh, and how long does it last for? They say seven to 10 days. So that's outrageous. It's like two to three. Oh, it's very short. To me, because the more you bathe, which I tend to do, uh, mm-hmm. the more it comes off. Yeah. Uh, very, very interesting. Is Sean, your fiancé, going to get the, the spray tan as well? No, and he's concerned about that, that I would get too dark. I think he'll be fine with this. Um, for some reason, he doesn't want to do a spray tan, so he's going, I'm ashamed to even say, old school tanning. Before oh, I in the in the bed. Um, I don't know why that's his preference, but you know, bless his heart. Let him let him live. You know what's so funny is uh, you famously have said in the show that I will never meet Sean. You've said this yeah. many times. Yes. I will never yes. meet him. I feel strongly. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want him to, or just just won't no. happen. Oh no, not not that at all. Um, because it won't happen. I mean, he just uh, he he. Let's – if there was something – if I say, will you I, – this I need you to come. He'll, he'll do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't do that. I save that for when I need it. Um, but we have just a very – he does his thing, which is work a lot and then like be on the couch. I do mine, which is work a lot but from home and then got to get the hell out of the house. Um, and we're good with that. I just don't need him always by my side. Mm-hmm. And nor does he want to be. Mm-hmm. And it got us 11 years, so I feel we're doing something right. Yeah. So, um, like, like, cause you, I'm sure there's a part of you that wants him to meet. Like, has he, has he heard of us? Has he heard of Lori Rockenkamp? Has he heard of Joe Batanz? Certainly you. No, he, yeah, actually, I, I, I'm sure he has, but I can definitively say yes because I explained to him the, uh, the Fatchler party. Oh, and what are his thoughts on the Fatchler party? Oh, he was very excited for me. He was probably jealous. He's he, welcome he to like go. I will one hundred percent pay. You know that is oh not a, not a problem. And he was he was in the background actually when you said called me and said Fogo to Chow and I couldn't remember what it was and he was like you know what it is it's the meat on the sword and all that yeah. he loves it yeah because anytime someone can meet Lori Roggenkamp afterthought personality Lori Roggenkamp I agree uh, it is a whole which you've not met her yet I don't think True. you're prepared. But I even think like I've it's never been better than my first time uh, virtually meeting her when, again, I don't even remember what happened, but something about like putting on pants that I was I couldn't breathe laughing. Yeah, she like took off her pants in front of us. Or something. So <laughs> it was really wild. And yeah. It was just it was killing me, and it was yeah. unexpected and just delightful. Yeah. Um, but I will say, my old boss, who I'm um, pretty good friends with, is coming to the wedding. And he was like, he was like, is Sean available? Like, he was just trying to think of a way to meet Sean before the wedding. And I was like, it's just, it's not going to happen. And well, I appreciate well, your I, Well, look, I, without saying too much, I know your soon-to-be husband works in a public-facing job. I mean, if you, if, if, if he wanted to meet him, he could just go to where he works. True. We actually did run into him at a spa. <laughs> and, oh. and not that kind of spa. Yeah. Fancy one. Mm-hmm. Um, and... He was like, I don't know if now's the time to introduce myself. We're naked. And I was like, it was, probably wasn't. But That happened to a friend of mine. I won't say who. 
who he and his uh, boyfriend, who they consider themselves monogamous. I don't know where I put this is monogamish, <laughs> right? Yeah. They really do. If if I've heard him say like, ugh, I hate being monogamous. I would not do it again. And I know what their lifestyle is like. I'm like, oh, and you're like, are you doing it now? <laughs> because what they do is they go to literal orgies. Okay. But they're together. So he just means I want to be fucking all these other people, but without my boyfriend. There. Yeah. That's wild. But but by the way, when they go to them, they they separate. They're not even like threesoming it. They're like they go one one goes one way, one goes the other. I'm obsessed that he is still daydreaming of the day he cannot be monogamous. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> wild. he was at one of these sex parties, right? And bumped into a guy that he works with. Well, not even not worked in the same company as the same department though. And he was like, like you know, Tom from accounting is there, like just you know. It's so wild because I'm always thinking, like, is that awkward? It is awkward, but at the same time, it's like, well, you're here and I'm here, so none of us we can't judge the other. Mm-hmm. But also, sometimes you don't want to see your coworkers. You know, it's so funny. Way. I just went out socially with these this couple, and they had some other friends there. And remember, I don't know if it was on this show or some other show. We talked about gay sex clubs, one being called the zone. Suck pit. Yeah. The, and we talked about the, suck pit. The, the suck pit and everything like that. I did confirm the zone is closed. Oh, I, oh it's so sad. I know I would have taken, I would have taken you for your bachelor party after the bachelor and nothing says, uh, post, post buffet dinner than the suck pit. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, cause it's, and for everyone going like, wait, that's kind of creepy. Once again, I've been there. So I know it's very much. And in fact, they even have a, this, the zone was sort of a magical place. I'm sorry. I'm sad I didn't go more than I did. It was designed in such a way. And this is kind of clever that you could go your way. I go my way and we never the twain shall meet. Wow. And they even have like a little seating area that with like um internet and TVs and couches so you can go and wait for your friends after you know you you finished. <laughs> oh, my friend's still in the suck pit. I'll yeah, just Yeah, I'm just going to chill right here play on my phone, you know. Wow. And so um so everyone who's creeped out like I would have been like literally like laters. You know what's another creepy story from there was I was having trouble getting reception. I wanted to go on the internet. And um I just wanted to get away. It was just too much, right? Yeah. So I went into one of the um, the glory hole rooms. Yeah. Right. Oh, where everyone goes to get away. Well, yeah, because you close your your you know enclosed room, right? Uh, truly. Yeah. And I was just like, no one's gonna want to be. I'm fine, right? So I close the door and I'm on the internet and I look and it is the cre- it is still the one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. The three because you know there, there's the door and then there are three walls. One of my two of my sides and one behind me. Yeah. And I look around, there's holes, and you just see open mouths at the end of all three holes. No, they're literally just waiting in there to be. Yes. Fine. Yes. It was like a horror movie. I thought it was going to be eyes, like the glory holes have no. eyes. No. <laughs> but they have mouths. Yeah. It was sort of creepy, and I just left. I'll tell you, even knowing that's what it's there for, I am creeped out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a very creepy thing to see. It was very, very creepy. Very, very cool. I'm I'm not a a glory hole on being on either side doesn't do anything for me. I'm a very, and I'm I have no judgments about anyone's sexual enjoyments. I'm saying for me, I I'm I'm a visual kind of guy, and I need to know what I'm what I'm dealing with. So I'm with you a hundred percent, and that has never happened to me. The only time I could see my being on uh, one side or the other. Is when you're hooking up with a closeted guy, 
Who wants to live in the illusion that it's not a man on one side? But you know what he looks like? Or you just know he's closeted? In my case, it would be I know what he looks like. Like, it's a straight guy that I know. Yeah, so that's fine. That's fine. Oh, once as long as I know, I just need to know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't need to see it during. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, if it's a straight guy I know who's like, all right, I'm going to try this, but I just, I, I have to, like. But I need to be on the other side of I need to be on the other side. I'm with my mouth open. Or putting it through the hole. Oh, like, and, and as he would be. That's yeah, what the cl- oh, I am my, one, maybe When I was closeted, such a brat. I would just be like, you can do like whatever you want to me, but I'm, st- I'm, I'm not really into it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I would just do nothing and lay there and be pleasured. Sorry, everyone in college. This week, the final three get ready for one of them to be named America's Next Drag Superstar. First, the queens need to dance and pose for RuPaul's newest single, Champion. And then each of them will meet individually with Mama Ru for the long-fabled Tic Tac Lunch. On the main stage, the girls sweat their final looks before RuPaul names Raja as the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 3. Adam Salandra from Show Business, give us your your general thoughts. Uh, the two things you liked about the episode, the one thing you didn't. Sure. Um... You know, I thought when I saw it that it feel it, as we've said, it's been a journey. It does feel like the right top three. Yeah, they're all talented in their in their beautiful ways, mm-hmm. and so I was happy about that. Um, and what else I liked about it is the fact that at the end they sort of had them speak their pros and cons, like why them and not someone else. I think that they sometimes they do that on the later seasons, sometimes they don't. But it's like, yeah, tell me why you should and the others should not. Mm-hmm. Although I thought it was strange that they had them leave for that. That was interesting. Like only one at a time. It was. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Well, here's what I didn't like. And of course, perhaps I'm spoiled by the l- l- later seasons. But that music video <laughs> oh, God. Oh my was God. the quality, the, vid- the actual qu- production quality. I just blows my mind how little budget they used to have. Compared yeah. to not even what it was now, but let's say even season four or five, six, like it was just wild. season six was the best one, and that's still pretty low budge. They just had okay. better lighting and camera because season six is season six is even less um, concepty. It's just literally the girls in front of a wind machine and some uh-huh. stylish walking. black and I'm white. Yeah, just, yeah. I don't even think Rue's in it, right? Uh, I don't think she is, actually. Yeah, I think this is one that's just as hard to be where she... Was she in this one for season five? This is one... When I saw Rue standing there, I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, when do you <laughs> yeah. see RuPaul in the music video? The whole thing was wild. But even if I was seeing this for the first time back then, it's funny because the way they did it mm-hmm. was uh, Rue said... And now we're going to see some highlights from Alexis's video yeah. and from Ale- Ross's part. And I thought, oh, my God, why are they? That's such a weird way to do it. And then they showed it at the end. And I was like, oh, got it. They weren't slapping this baby in the middle no. of the episode. No, no, no. It's it's, it's terrible. It's terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> um, you know, um, the, so the two things I did about the episode, I'm going to say something very odd okay. right now because I've bitched so much about season three. I do have legitimate complaints about season three. And what I will say is, in terms of this type of finale, which this is the last one, okay? Right. This is the last one of this type of finale. Next season, we go to the live ones. It is perfect for its what kind of finale it is. 
Mm-hmm. It's perf- it's they perfected that kind of finale. And if they probably would have still continued doing it if it were not for Perez Hilton yeah. leaking that Raja won. Why they couldn't do that kind of finale and just show each of them winning, I don't know. Yeah, yeah that is true. They were like, and we're going to go, well, wait, did they do that for season four? Yeah, season, season four is live, yeah. Live, yeah. They, yeah, that is very strange. But, yeah. Okay. So, um, but it's it's funny because... All of those little bits, they even continue to this day. Because basically, this episode still exists, but it's just now the final four. Right. And they've added to it. So now it's like they have to do some sort of performance thing. They have the quote-unquote tic-tac lunch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now there's the, yeah, talk to your little child. That started in season seven. And um, they still do those horrible things, but, but there's just no crowning at the end. And um, for some reason, having the crown, you're like, well, that makes li- logic. In other words, they should just get rid of this type of episode, is what I'm saying. It, it's now, these days, very anticlimactic because then nothing happens at the end. Maybe they get get it to a top three, but yeah. usually not these days. Yeah. And so so I like it in that in its old, quaint style, it's perfect in every way. Like, I, I, get, I, I guess I'm blowing my load, so to speak, like I'm at the zone. Oh, anyway, what I was going to say, never, go back to the zone for a second. I guess there's <laughs> another one called Slammer, and oh. that one opened up again. They were talking about the dinner table. They're like, oh, Where's the that? Slammer's what? back. I don't know. I'll, I'll ask. The name, the name. The Slammer. <laughs> we could probably, and usually those things have men only, but we can probably pass Lori off. That sounds so fun. Putting Lori in man drag and bringing yeah. her to the Slammer. <laughs> it's great. Uh, so what we even worse is like Laura gets laid and we don't. So, uh, <laughs> which is a possibility. Okay. <laughs> so, um, what about leave it? Let's just move on because everything I have to say, we can go in depth during the rest of the show. Um, sure after will. Yara's elimination, the final three reminisce about their time on the show. The girls, while sentimental, also gently poke fun at each other. The next day, Michelle Visage enters the workroom to announce this week's maxi challenge. The queens will bring their best Greek goddess couture to the set as they work with RuPaul to shoot her next music video for her song, Champion. Uh, I put a discussion point here just simply because I had nothing to talk about, but I was like, I can't read for four paragraphs straight. That would just bore I'll say something audience. if you want. Yeah, go ahead. I thought it was interesting that they, uh, Alexis and Raja, called Manila out for being annoying. And Manila was like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Only because... I didn't necessarily get that as a storyline throughout the season. Like I didn't necessarily care about her yeah. as much as I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was interesting that they found her annoying. I think there were, I, there must've been, well, Shangela, I think out yeah. annoyed them that they, it just never came up that Manila was annoying. Did you get that throughout the season? That she was annoying. Them, yeah, especially? I never got the sense that she was annoying. I remember there were moments where Yara was annoying, where Shangela yeah. was annoying. Yeah. But uh, I never got the sense that the girls were annoyed with Manila. Even yeah, I that's like there the was, first I heard of it. Yeah, I, yeah, not that I, not, not in a way that I think. Oh, it's coming up now again. Yeah, um, I do want to talk about it, it, Michelle Visage. This is her first season standing in for Rue on the final four episode and whatnot. Yeah. Final three in this case, and I will say, going back to what I was saying about a perfect finale, because she's so new. There was a sense of not being jaded and fresh with her appearing. I and, even even her delivery. Yeah. 
that she was having a little bit more fun with it. The energy was there. Now she was still in that like I'm a raging cunt stage. Sure. You know, later on we're gonna talk about the reunion. And yeah. in the reunion, I almost want to pull the quote. She's like, I'm never gonna be that person who only says, Oh honey, you look great, and blah blah blah. I'm like, she watched this season? <laughs> because truly though, what I don't get that. Don't yeah, well I think because right. because you know what happens is I'm gonna use Kathy Griffin as a strange example. Okay. I was very lucky. I I don't think that this was uh, any in any way because I'm so smart or something. But when Kathy Griffin didn't know what the fuck to do with her career after suddenly Susan went off the air, she did yeah. these series of one-woman shows at the Laugh Factory. Uh-huh. And somehow I caught wind of it. And I would they were every, they were like every Wednesday or something like that at the Laugh Factory. And she would just tell stories, celebrity stories from her life, you know? And show her pussy on stage every week. It was a weird thing. And, uh, yeah, it was crazy. And, uh... I would go every week. I mean, I was a gay uh, Kathy Griffin fan before she was a thing, right? This is when she yeah. was like literally for 20 people at the Laugh oh. Factory. And she would go fucking deep. She told a story about how Conan used to like try and save hookers and date hookers. Oh. And like, yeah, she told crazy ass stories. She's told stories about. So a lot of the stories made it into her special. Some didn't, like the Conan story. I don't think she's ever told in yeah. a special or whatnot. But a lot of those stories made it into her early specials. But what I'm saying is, then she started to become friends with the celebrities because she's got more popular. And then her show changed. Yeah. And she lost that bite to her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I think it's the same thing with Michelle, who to, uh, to help the income a little bit, because, you know, RuPaul, at the time, wasn't every week of the year. Yeah, she was right. going on these tours. I think maybe she still does them. I don't know what she does now. But uh, when after COVID. But um, but she always th- toured with the with the She dogs. toured with the queens. And so she became friends with them. And I think she realized either an all-star, she is friends with them and knows them, or she will be. And I think that yeah. has started to affect... And then also, too, with DragCon being a thing and whatnot, and she's now a front-facing person and facing the public, she likes being loved. Well, that also happened, or that that's sort of what happened with Adore Delano. They were very friendly on the road, and then Adore came back for All-Stars 2 and was like, okay, I knew this was your job, but like, I just didn't – I guess I didn't know how that was going to feel that my yeah. friend's up here telling me I'm horrible. She was horrible, but yeah. Um, okay, uh, now let's talk about the choreography. First, the girls meet with choreographer Ryan Heffington to rehearse for the music video. Later, they meet with Ryan individually as they rehearse the moves with their pit crew partners. Raja struggles to focus with Sean Morales. Meanwhile, Manila and Alexis feel uncomfortable with Jason J. Carter. Next, the girls each meet with Ramaru for their Tic Tac lunches. Alexis appreciates her friends and family for accepting her for who she is. Manila fears that her father won't be proud of her. Raja talks about her introverted and exhibitionist sides. Adam Salandra from Show Business. Let's talk about that choreography. Let's talk about those Tic Tac lunches. I am trying to figure out what I wrote here. It says, but Jeannie asks, foe you have. No idea what that means. So apologies. I'm taking great notes. But uh, something about Raja, I, I thought the Raja practice was hot. 
mm-hmm. like sexy, but she was saying she was uncomfortable, like because it was a fear of intimacy. And I just thought, well, the guy's hot, just like make it work. But I think she did. I I thought I don't know how I felt about. I do know how I felt about Manila being like, oh, I just don't know about doing this because my boyfriend. It's like, well, you need to get a grip immediately. Well, also, I think they were open. I hope that's not true because that's even more outrageous. Yeah, I believe him. Not mistaken, it's come up that she and uh, Sahara were open. Oh, that was Sahara? Yeah, Sahara Davenport was her boyfriend, yeah. Yeah, but I didn't realize then. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, well, then. Wait, was Sahara season two? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two. Season two. So even more so, Sahara literally has done it already. Not that she made it that far to, to do that, but it's like you can't explain it. Like that's what you're doing. I don't know. I don't like that. Well, lame, also, lame, lame. yeah. Also, I feel drag queens do that shit all the time. Like, how yeah. is Sahara a drag queen and right. Manila a drag queen? And drag queens do this thing with hot go-go boys. All the fucking time. It is like a drag staple. How are you like, oh my god, this is so uncomfortable. And you're like, what? It was... Uh, her her discomfort made me uncomfortable, and I also mad. Like, just please get up there. Especially now that I realize it was Sahara. It's like, you don't even have to go home and tell a normie what you did. It's literally <laughs> another drag queen. Now, Tom Bombs in the chat room is saying that Manila didn't want her parents to know? Well, that's fine, but that's not what she said. Oh, yeah, it's true. Agree. I mean, I'm sure that's true because I didn't she have, like, discussed strict Asian parents, but um, come on now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jason Carter was, like, going all in. It's All the girls were just squirming. Alexis, like, going in so close for a kiss, and mm-hmm. Alexis just was very – they all seemed insecure in this moment, and – I thought that was a shame because they were in drag. So it's almost like that's when you become the more powerful one, I would think. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I, it, it, it made no sense whatsoever. Now, what did you think of this choreographer, Ryan Heffington? Um, what, I don't remember him. What are you talking he about? He was like in a beer. He was like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, that's what it was. That's what it was. When I, whatever I just I, now I deleted it, but genie he said he looked like a genie and he did. Yeah. Uh, yes. So I definitely do remember that. And that was I actually found myself being like I feel like I might be attracted to you, but I also don't understand why that would be that sort of thing. I thought he was very again. I'm now a sucker ever since Tondrick. I thought he was very just okay. Well, we'll just work with it. Now look, I, I mean. I think I just looked him up right now. He is a real choreographer and a real dancer. What they had him doing was just like walk, 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 pose, and that's well, not that his fault. That's the rest of the production value. Yeah, that's not that's not his fault. But uh, but no. it is funny that that that's what he was like the choreographer. Like okay, which is so because now they have them fully do full on doing like whole production numbers fully that they, they have to dance, a sorry couple, you're yeah. gonna have to figure it out in 24 hours yeah how to be do a dance now they're just like okay raja we just need you to walk from there to there and she's like i don't know if i can do it i don't know if i can walk <laughs> and you're like she's like it's so hard yeah, like, thanks for raising the stakes here but and now can. yeah let's talk about the tic-tac lunches okay tic-tac lunches your thoughts any any big thoughts here uh, I just resp- – Alexis just knew to cry immediately as if she was already watching very many seasons of this and it was mm-hmm. still new. So I thought she's she's just a pro. Uh, talking about her family. Yeah. That was the main thing that I got from them. I also didn't realize that they had done those uh, since so early back and I like that they did. 
So here's here are my thoughts. It was standard. It was Tic Tac Lunch. But this is part of the reason why I felt this is like a perfect version of this. Now, I haven't watched two or one in a long time. Very Same. long time, right? So I don't have a memory of it. But it was weird comparing Ruta now how intimate she is with the girls. So she's not doing the whole... Like, look... I still think it's a, t- a, tel- a conversation for television. I, I don't. It's not. I think they're really having a conversation. But in a lot of ways, I felt RuPaul was being more authentic in these lunches and having a more real conversation with them than we see now. Now she's very Mama Ru regality. I'm gonna tell you how to live. One thousand percent, and especially. Wait, was she in drag for these? She was in drag. Um, okay, then it's a little different, but I was going to compare it to the reunion that we saw. Uh, but same thing, where Rue was like, I'm just going to have more of a conversation yeah. than um, say my talking points in my Rue voice and move on. Yeah. No, yeah. Now she's telling the girls how to live and whatnot. But at this time, she's really trying to have a conversation. I'm not saying that it's any more real or not, but... It, it, even even when I was noticing how close they're sitting to her was unusual. Yeah. Now, not just because of the pandemic, even before that, there was very much a distance between them. When they were doing the podcast stuff, if you think about it, the way the table was set up, there's a big distance in the of the microphones between them and all that. And so even now, now they do in the main stage and Rue and Michelle are completely one side of the main stage and the girls are on a stool on the other. And yep. and this has been happening before the pandemic. There's been a big distance between the girls where I feel like in season three, there is this sense RuPaul seems much more approachable in season three than she does now. Uh, in yes. many ways, I feel like the, the queens probably saw Ru on set and could talk to her. I don't think that that exists anymore. Uh, all right. Next, the girls film their music video with RuPaul. Ryan screams commands at them. Raja messes up. Raja and Manila run into each other. The girls film their individual scenes. And Matthew Anderson directs the whole thing. Any big discussion here about the filming, the actual filming of the music video, Adam Salandra? I did not love that Manila was blaming Alexis's hair for every time she did something wrong. That was weird. I just don't like hearing... That the comment hair is too big mm-hmm. on a drag queen, I, because I don't feel that's ever true. Now, if I was being blocked, I'd be mad too. But it's either you find a window or you switch places. Something the hair is not ever going to be the problem. In my or talk to the choreographer. It's the choreographer's job to make it work. Yeah, unless exactly unless they're literally doing it so that there are issues in drama, which of course can be the case. Yeah, it's like. Then, then fix it. It's not. She's not going to change hair. It's mm-hmm. outrageous. Um, I really had nothing to say about the filming, other than what we already said. It was very strange to see RuPaul standing on like a pedestal or whatever, and and just waiting right. to shoot. And then they're like, "We're making Ru wait." I'm like, they we had to do it on like she goes. We messed up the first take. I'm like, if RuPaul can't be there for more than one take, then what the fuck is she doing there? No, that's true. And why? Make her a hologram. Yeah, well, that's what they knew now. But at the time, yeah, she's just standing there, yeah, on the cheapest set ever. And also, Matthew, <laughs> did Matthew age, like, 40 years between season three and the next time we see him? I, that is weird. But also, Rue, in boy form, maybe it's the mustache, but just looks so different 
front uh, back then. I wonder if Ruse had work done. Oh, definitely. I only say definitely because from when I used to listen to his podcast, he was so um, he's pro getting work done. Yeah. So for that reason, I think so. Um. All right. Well, I'm really, I really this guys, and this is not like a, a a judgment on the show. It's not a judgment on me and Adam. Every single episode on from season one to the present, this episode is a bunch of nothing. Nothing happens. It's just like going through the motions. There's no. I will say. Well, we'll get to when we get to the judges' critiques. Judges' critiques. Now they actually were giving criticisms. Where I think now they don't give any criticism. They would never. They're, like, they're yeah. like, oh, you're so wonderful. You're an amazing person. So, yeah. um, but they actually gave critiques this week. All right. Uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break right now? And when we come back, we are going to finish the rest of the episode. Uh, I'm just guessing the music. We are back. Uh, it's coronation day, and the girls get ready for the runway. The girls share a group hug and discuss how the competition has changed them. I'm not going to even stop for a discussion point. Adam, do you have something to say about this coronation day? Absolutely not. Like it's literally, like, they give a group hug and they go like, "This the show is so wonderful." They're like more flashbacks. It's the same thing over and over again. Yeah. We're All good. right. Now it's time for the looks. What well, I'm going to laugh at? They would never do this now. And again, another weird thing. Now they would do on this episode, like they're going to do like either no looks at all, it'll just be the music video or whatever, or they'll do like, the girls are going to do like three different looks each. This one is literally three looks and like, they were done. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And they were not much to speak of really for the finale. Yeah, I was a little surprised. I was surprised for a couple of reasons. Raja's outfit, I was like, really? But yeah. not only that, I was like, didn't we see that in like the previews? I'm like, they were they saved that all the way to the end. That's kind of unusual. Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, it didn't, it wasn't wowing me, but it did. It, I did feel it was like good representation of Raja. But then I was like, is it just because we keep seeing it, mm-hmm. and that's why it feels like her? Um, then Alexis comes out, and what she thinks is definitively her. They talk a lot about in the show about how she's very Florida drag. I wish I had someone from Florida, like Taylor, who could tell me what that means. I just thought it was really kind of just... I can't imagine it being a compliment. Nothing with no. Florida attached is ever a compliment. No. And I feel that that's changed now. That we've had people like Roxy. For drag, yes. And yeah, not, Trinity. Not, and uh, not, in, not in general. What did you think of Manila's I, outfit? I thought that the green itself was... Not really for me, but I the green and purple was still good together. I thought for a finale look, it was pretty simple. Well, this is when the girls still were kind of... It was a little more couture than usual, but it was still very off the rack. It wasn't the outrageous outfits. Like, these finale looks would be, be sent home if they wore any of these. Any of the queens wore any of these looks. Um, so true. So I was gonna say so true, but um, at least with Manila, like she was probably and Raja were giving like Raja was giving her unique fashion looks all season. Manila was dressed as a pineapple or whatever. Like she did unique things, and this was just a dress. 
Yeah, I wonder because they never said what the theme was, did they? I think it was just like finale drag. Sure, or something. It was some random yeah. words smushed together. Um, yeah, because now they have full on categories. Yeah, you know, but uh, now then they didn't, and so it just seemed to to be honest with you, it seemed like what do we have left in our clothes? In our, in our I'm sure closet. Yeah. It, it, I think at the time, it was, remember, you have to remember something, everyone listening. Season three, and we haven't talked about this enough, in terms of elevating the looks of the show is a groundbreaking point for the show. Up until season three, it was literally Forever 21 outfits and stuff they <laughs> bought off the rack or whatever draggy outfit they had. This is the first season where they're actually the looks were more important. So we've seen this. It's so in a sense, in a, in, a, in a sense, this is really season one of the looks, and it's now gotten elevated to a point that's out of control. Well, Michelle Visage, this damn Michelle Visage also considers this season one because it was her first season. So. Yeah, well, she's the pain in the ass. Oh, by the way, this is also <laughs> the one where she looks. This is the one that's always a meme on Reddit with the way she looks. Have you ever seen that? There's memes on Reddit of like certain queens looking really horrible. So there's yeah. one of Rue from Project One Way. There's uh-huh, this one, one there's this one of Michelle from this episode. She looks rough. Michelle yeah. I sure wishes she could bury this episode away. <laughs> uh, Alright, any other thoughts on the looks, Adam Burns Adam Burns. Adam Salandra. Heavens now. Alright, well there we go. Those are The Looks. The looks. Alright, on the main stage, Rue asks each queen alone to name the pros and cons of their competitors and themselves. Later, with all three girls on stage, RuPaul informs Alexis she will not be moving forward and asks her to sashay away. This leaves Raja and Manila Luzon as the two queens remaining, forcing the Heathers to face off in a lip sync battle for their lives. The song Champion by RuPaul. In the end, RuPaul named Raja as the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 3 and America's Next Drag Superstar. Adam Salandra, any final thoughts on the episode and lip sync, but also more importantly, the season? After we talk about this, we'll go to the reunion. But uh, any any final thoughts here? Uh, I had a question about, you know, Alexis said she wants to punch Melinda in the face, and I didn't watch all the Untucks. Of course, yeah. you were saying that they were much better. Was there tension with Manila in Untucked that I wasn't seeing in the show, or is this just stuff that they didn't edit in, and now it, it, or at the end they... Yeah, because I'm wondering why, why Raja wasn't thrown in here. I'm not not that it comes to mind, but there was definitely tension between Shangela and Alexis, who were sort of a unit... And the mm-hmm. and the Heathers. Sure. So I'm wondering if Manila as part of the Heathers, but then why wasn't Raja thrown under the bus? I don't know. Yeah, it's weird, but hey, whatever. We made it to the end. And what could be more anticlimactic than a lip sync to Champion at the end as the final song? I mean, <laughs> that was unfortunate. The great, uh, the great and wonderful Champion song. And before that, and then before that, like I said, they were like, now let's look at Alexis's highlights in the Champion video, and I thought. What a long journey that this is what we're basing the entire season on to claim a winner. Yeah, I know, Chapman, that horrible video and everything like that. (laughs) So, and the lip sync, it was a big nothing burger with Raja and Manila. I think it was already decided by that point. I don't think this lip sync was deciding anything. Sure. But my question to you, before we close out this whole thing and go to the reunion, is... This season, now that we have this season, what, how do you, now that we've rewatched it, we've recapped it, we've analyzed it, where do you put this season now in the, in the context of all the other seasons? 
much lower than I thought I would. Oh, really? Very interesting. I think we've talked about. I think this was the theme throughout our reviews was that there were so many iconic moments and queens that we knew of, and then once we saw it replay, we're like, oh, that really was kind of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, even like Manila, for example, is a queen that I thought I really loved, and then watching this, it was when even they showed her highlights, I was like, interesting. Each little clip they're showing, mm-hmm. I like, and I remember it being iconic, but to watch. Episode to episode, she did nothing for me. Yeah. Um, so I found it not great. It didn't hold up for me. Um, but that said, I enjoyed the reunion. So there is something about the queens, I think, that I was that is interesting. But I don't know. Something I, I don't know if it was just we've gone too far and now it seems old. But it, I wasn't feeling it. That's a really interesting point. It sort of reminds me what everyone, including me, says about season seven, where it's an amazing cast, but a terrible season. Yeah. You know? And that is wild. I haven't rewatched seven. I just remember being like, oh, this is kind of a bummer, especially coming off six. Yeah. But then to know so many huge actual stars are, were in seven. So uh, wild. about a year ago, Lori and I recapped, we, we re-recapped season seven. Yeah, and that was something that I noticed was really true because I, I knew that I knew that people were saying that, I go, and it is very true. Like every single, almost every single person is so huge now. It's like, it's like yeah, a, such a gigantic, great cast. But it, it really is the acting challenges. The number of acting challenges are ridiculous, and it seemed very lazy. Yeah, um, season three has sort of that similar feel in that. Uh, I feel all the great iconic moments of season three are front loaded in the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. So you have, you know, the obviously the Mimi I'm first picking up India Farah. You have uh, the weird Shangela lip sync where she gets naked and they're throwing things at each other and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, some of the Untuck. But, and, and we'll get to Untuck in a second. But uh, what I was going to say is. At a certain point, about halfway through, the show just sort of just peters out. And it's a very long season. It's a very, very long season. Too long of a season. And I can't remember the second half. And that's the most, that's the, the, the most recent <laughs> we episode. Did, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, um, <clears throat> it's a show, like I said, where most of the moments are front loaded and then it just peters out. That said, and I've said this before and I'll say it again. I haven't watched other seasons of Untucked as closely as this one, but the only, I mean, five has its moments, six has its moments in Untucked, but from what I gather right now as a consistently great separate series, Untucked uh, for season three is unrivaled. Because even Mm -hmm. season six and season five have their moments, but for the most part, the girls get along. You know, like season five, for instance... I don't think after they get rid of the first few, I don't think there's a lot of great moments. You know, season six has ups and downs because you have sure. the Laganja. Laganja. But, then, but after Laganja leaves, I think it's sort of a snore and she leaves just a little past halfway through. So, yeah. um, uh, so even then, but un- the, the season three untuck is great for a really long time, pretty much until Shangela goes. Yeah. And uh, I would recommend to everybody, like, it's weird. If someone said they wanted to watch season three, I would say, meh, watch Untucked. Yeah, and that's something. Because they show you the highlights on Untucked as well. 
So all the important true, parts. True, true. That's all you need. That's actually very true. Uh, yeah, you can just see it somewhere else, and you can see the looks videos everywhere. Okay, so one of the other things we watched. So after this, this ep, this season has like sixteen or seventeen episodes. It is yeah. crazy. Okay, and so then there's a reunion episode. Uh, we're just going to give our general thoughts on the reunion. So, Landry, what were your sort of general thoughts on the reunion? The f- absolute first thing that comes to mind is Shangela has an actual beard. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was going on with the face and the makeup? I was blown away. Yes. That it's two different colors and it looks like an entire beard. And I was watching on my little phone screen mm-hmm. and I could tell. Like, it wasn't like it was big HD. Oh, you weren't watching on, on your phone. Oh, I was watching on my television, but it's not in HD. Season three is the last season they don't do in HD and it's in, like, just st- SD and standard definition. And you can tell how rough it is. That's what I'm Imagine if that was high def. Oh my maybe, god! Maybe like you actually have to leave. This is not, not okay. Yeah, it was. And her, her sitting there being like, "Is this the face of a booger?" And I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> "Well, it kind of is." Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. no Heather face. Let's yeah, it's, it's bragging that she's like a two bit character on like a failed pilot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that was awkward too. Yeah. It was so uncomfortable. What now? There were some, you know, they tried to make a thing about the Mimi I'm first and India Farah, and it was a little interesting to revisit that. that yeah, but, uh, Mimi like, said something I thought was interesting, but I don't remember what it was. But her giving her th- that shirt was yeah. was something. Mimi, well, Mimi, Mimi's always hustling. Mimi's point was that when she's doing drag, she just always picks people up. This is just a thing that she does, and you're like. Please don't pick me up. That's really un- you say, oh, So weird. maybe look into that as well, Mimi. As maybe that's not okay. As, as- yeah, like just being just picking people up. It was it was a very strange. It was it continued to be strange. I would have if I were Mimi, I would have just owned it and just been like, you know what? I was scared that I was going to be eliminated, and I went crazy. I apologize, India. I am so sorry. I lost my mind for that time. And you would have been fine, but then she's she's doubled. She's not doubles down. She doesn't double down, but she's very like, well, I guess I'm sorry, but it's not. I don't know what the big deal is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. What about Delta Work? Delta Work sort of has this uh, thing where she describes herself as a farty fat Mexican, and um, yeah, I I appreciated what she was saying there, though. She was like, like, please focus on this for a second, ladies. I'm saying I'm a Heather. I'm a farty Mexican, like. It, it's a it's a mindset. It's what like they. I think I understand if they were annoyed, they wanted to be part of the cool kids, is what I would feel. But I don't mm-hmm. think it was like some giant insult to say Heather's versus Boogers. I kind of got the sense they were trying to rewrite history a little bit because they saw how they were being how how oh, they were portrayed. Definitely, yeah. but but in fact, I I I actually would definitely be sad i would definitely want to be with the cool kids don't i shouldn't say Mm -hmm. that i wouldn't but i do think that what i think raja said i do feel this is that drag queens are shady to each other Mm -hmm. that's what backstage banter is Mm -hmm. and it does annoy me that we're not allowed to have that anymore Mm -hmm. rarely because they're so nervous about the fans getting upset Mm -hmm. um because that is how drag queens are so i do want to hear the back and forth but what i loved throughout the whole season and certainly the reunion was stacy lane matthews of it all and her being like, I, she was like, I was offended. And then Raja gave her the, the necklace. <laughs> she immediately. 
And she was thrilled. <laughs> she was so uh, that's all. But it, it's it's sad and it's pathetic yes. and it's beautiful all at the same time. So what people are, he's talking about is at a certain point Delta to apologize. Is it Delta or, or Manila? Raja. It's Raja. Put the, so that all the Heathers, Carmen, Delta, Manila, and Raja had on these huge necklaces that said Heathers. And in her speech, Raja goes and puts her Heather's necklace on Stacy and gives it to her. And at this point, Stacy's talking about how much she hates them and they were mean to her and it hurt her, how much they were insulting her behind her back and all yeah. this stuff. And then as soon as Raja puts the, the necklace on, she that is 100% forgotten. She's like, oh, my God. Yay, I'm a Heather. I'm a Heather. <laughs> Uh, it was cringy, but also cute. It was. It, it was. It was so many emotions mixed in. Yeah. One. Now Tom bombs in the chat room says, um, uh, "Sangela arrived super late that she heard and didn't have time to get ready properly." Well, you can tell. First of all, I'm sure that well, Shangela needs to get it together. Now, I, I'm sure I said on here back in the what was it 2018 when we started this season yeah. of the podcast, but um. That I interviewed Shangela once she canceled last minute because she got a booked a gig. Her flight was delayed. So she came from the airport to the studio to record. And I was very impressed by that. Mm -hmm. So before I say what I'm about to say, I do want to say that. But beyond that, she's known for being very late. I don't know if you ever knew during, was it All Stars 3 or Christmas special or something? Jasmine Masters versus oh, Shangela. Yeah. Christmas special. Because Jasmine didn't want to be waiting around for Shangela. So Shangela is known to be late, but... If that reunion look didn't teach her to get somewhere on time, because I run a little late, but that was a, that was a, that should not have been on TV. <laughs> no, no. Um, no, it wasn't. It, it was embarrassing. Other than that, uh, any other final thoughts on the reunion? Those were kind of the big moments. Yeah. It was good to see Stacy. I mean, that was it. She was the highlight. At the end of the season, she was the highlight. Stacy is always the highlight. I need yes. Stacy Lane Matthews back. On the show, why she's not on All Star Six? Why she's not on All Star? Do you think All-Star that they don't bring her back? My, the only reason I could think is because they just don't think she could compete at the same level as the All Stars, and so it's like because otherwise, why wouldn't you want her back? I mean, we I think if I remember she was so, in terms of confessionals and stuff was sort of boring television. I think they don't know what to do with her. But now they, that's the whole reason they brought that for that one All Star season, three or four. They had the whole challenge around her, but she was supposed she was to like, be on that season. And then they got they chopped her off. Yes. Why? I don't know. Actually, it's sort of a weird. I, sort I want of, the tea. Yeah, she could put the Heather's necklace on her. Um, <laughs> all right. Any other final thoughts on the episode and the season? Adam Salandra, the reunion. All. No, I genuinely am just good vibrations over here. This was a journey, and we did it together. I can't believe we did it. I really, I really am very. Proud of us? Yeah, I sure. think we did it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this week, for this season of RuPaul's Drag yeah. Race Recap. Be sure to join us next season as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each and every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. So, for Adam Salandra and myself, Sashay Away. I already started the music. Guys, I can't find the original outro to the show. Salandra, <laughs> what are your socials? Where can people find you? Uh, find me at Adam Salandra on Instagram and I guess Twitter. I don't. I only use Instagram really. And of course, find me uh, on All Star Six Recap, which 
we'll still be going when this airs? Hmm, I don't know. Depends oh, on where it's airing. You, you, I mean, you can find it anywhere. He'll, he'll find me at the Slammer and yeah. the Suck Pit. And the Slammer. He'll be in the Suck Pit at the Slammer. All right, guys. We will see you guys for season four. Oh. Which I, I wonder who's going to be on that season. I don't know. Who will win? Yeah, who will win? All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.